go about closing a client and, and that sort of stuff there. Cause it's much different selling a $30 shout out on Instagram to a 1000 $2,000, $5,000 package for an agency sort of model. <laughs> Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today, we're sitting down and talking with Josh Ryan. This kid is 19 years old, absolutely killing it in the Instagram game, okay? He works with some huge, huge brands and personal brands and influencers in the Instagram space to help them grow their pages, get more influence, and reach more people with their message. He talks about how he was able to actually start in the Instagram game, making some serious money at like 15 years old this dude was hustling on instagram way back in the day um so if you are at all interested in making money on instagram growing a platform on instagram or just learning more about what goes into the sort of instagram pages of these like big influencers and celebrities and how you can begin to sort of implement some of those tactics into your own personal branding and instagram page definitely stay tuned you're going to get a ton of value out of this josh Cut straight to the chase. This dude does not beat around the bush. He's got a ton of value to provide to you guys. Again, if you're interested in Instagram. So wherever you are, if you are um, driving to work, if you are, I don't even know where you are listening to the podcast, just going for a walk. I want you guys to sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money. All right, Josh, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Great, man. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super stoked to be talking with you here today. Josh and I were actually both at the Funnel Hacking Live event um, a few months ago now, but we never ended up meeting each other there. But uh, we followed up afterwards and um, here we are today. So Josh, for our listeners that aren't super familiar with you and what you're up to, could you give us like a quick 60 second intro as to what you're doing right now? Yeah, man. Um, so I'm basically a 19 year old entrepreneur from New Zealand, um, way across the other side of the world. And <laughs> I do Instagram marketing. So over the past few years, that's changed a little bit. In the past, it was just like affiliate marketing, promoting a few different products there, working with a few brands, um, promoting this stuff across my pages. Now it's more of a working for clients and doing consulting and done few services to help them build their brands, um, mostly working with like entrepreneurs that have got a personal brand of some sort. I mean, I still own a few pages, but yeah, that's the main thing, helping entrepreneurs build their brands. Awesome, dude. And you're 19 years old. That is wild. I mean, I'm 20 <laughs> myself. So I mean, still pretty much yeah. there, but like, oh, shit, yeah. it's, it's, it's wild. So you said you've been doing this for a couple of years. So walk us through like how you got started in the world of entrepreneurship. Like, were you somebody who was hustling, like flipping shoes in high school, middle school? Were you somebody who was like taking school very seriously sports? What did that look like for you? Um, so I did everything really. Um, right. <laughs> I, I, um, grew up in a tiny little town, like maybe like 2000 people wow. in like the middle of nowhere. Um, beautiful place. So beautiful, beautiful scenery. Um, and we didn't have like lots of money. And so I did, but my parents were like super encouraging of everything I wanted to do. So mm. from a young age, always was like, did, got really good results at school, played lots of sport. Um, and then I think it was like nine years old where I started like wanting to do a bit more. Um, and that came in the fact like my dad, I think I can't remember exactly how it went, but it's one thing or the other, like my dad was saying that I could have anything I wanted sort of thing in life, like a, an inspirational sort of thing. And I mm -hmm. then came back the next day with a list and I was like, you know, I want to go watch Barcelona play football. I want to go watch this. I wanted this. And he's like, shit, well, we don't have the money, so you can do that. So instead of saying no, he's like, you can do that but you got to find a way to make it happen. So I went out, got a Coke vending machine um, at like nine years old. What? How, how did that happen? I rang them up three times a day for a full month and a half over summer. 
<laughs> and eventually they got back to us because they didn't even know my town existed. But then eventually they got back to us and we got to have one because it wasn't part of, because with Coke, they have like zones and you can own like a zone. Oh, interesting. But they didn't even know my place existed. So like we were outside of the zones. <laughs> so um, that was my first thing. Uh, moved, At nine uh, years old. Yeah. Okay. And they, they obviously helped in that, my parents and sure, so sure. on. So um, yeah, always have helped me the whole way. So that's been really cool. But um, yeah. And then 13, moved towns, found out like a little bit about this, found out what this Wi-Fi thing was, <laughs> social media, stuff like that. Um, and by 15, I guess I started playing around with Instagram. So like 15 and a half, like just as every kid does, every kid wants to get a few followers and so on. And did that for a few months and then started my first like proper account, I guess, which was just like, it was essentially a dream board online. Cause by that point I'd, I'd watched a few YouTube videos. My dad had like shown me a few books that you can read. And it was just a dream board, cool cars, cool houses, cool stuff like that. And then I DM'd someone millionaire underscore mentor. Um, you probably know of him. He's yeah. pretty well known. And I like asked him for a promotion. Like asked him to post my account on his cause he was like 200 K at the time. And I messaged him and I was like, yo, can you do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. That'll be 50 bucks. And I'm like, wait, you actually, you get paid for this? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he was making lots of, lots of money and inspiring a lot of people. And I thought that's a pretty cool thing to do. So from that point, I just went for it. And then along the way, I've met different people that have shown me this, that have helped me get into this. And I guess just evolved over time. And that's, yeah, where it is today. That's massive. So what, what like you, you said you're using Instagram sort of like as a dream board, but what made you want to stick with that platform in particular? Um, I'm not sure. I feel like most young people coming through don't really gravitate towards Facebook. Like, no. cause it's sort of an older platform, especially now, like maybe four years ago, people were still using Facebook a bit. Cause that was about approximately three and a half, four years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, people are probably still using Facebook a bit, but I guess Instagram was like the main place. Snapchat was like super new by that point. Um, there wasn't really anything else as such. Like YouTube required a lot more creativity and a lot more work and technical yeah. skills, which I didn't, I don't have. Um, so I was like just stuck with Instagram. I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. So you yeah. DM this guy and, and you found out that you could make some money on the platform. What was your next step? Like, did you just start like trying to grow your page? Did you try to start like figuring out ways to monetize it? No. So the first thing I did was I basically just try and grow a page because it was okay. much different back then. Like there wasn't all these courses and so on. Like no one even knew what an email list was on Instagram. Like, uh, <laughs> like everyone on Instagram, I think like it wasn't until like maybe three years ago, even that people started promoting like email lists on Instagram. Like it was literally, you just send someone to a product and like they'd buy it. But like, um, I, I straight away just went out and started growing it. So I like found out it was basically all through trial and error really. Cause it wasn't like I say courses or much info on that. So it was just, I did a bit of follow on follow, which by the way, do not do that today. It'll <laughs> ruin your account. But four years ago, there was like a quarter of the users. There was no algorithm. There was none of that. And so it was actually, it didn't hurt you. So, um, start off with doing things like that. I would do like shout out for shout outs, like all day long. We'd be in these groups. It'd be like 21 people in each group. And on Monday, everyone would shout out these three accounts and on Tuesday. And so like, I'd be in like a couple of those groups. So I just getting people promote me all the time. Um, and doing just all these things, loads of, I'd sit in class and 
go through and like like every like like every post under the hashtag motivation because there wasn't those bots back then um and so literally yeah just anything i could to grow the following at the start and then once that compounds it's you know exponential okay so that first account how long did it take you to grow what were the kind of numbers that you were seeing when you were starting off um so i don't actually have like the well documented the specific numbers i think it took me about 10 months from like deciding to go for it to hitting 100k okay um and then i think by the next year i'd gone to about by the by by a year after that i'd bought another account and so i think my total following is about 600 or seven hundred thousand. and so yeah i'm not exactly sure on my exact numbers there talking about 10 months at 100k it's currently sitting at about 400k although over the past year I haven't done much of the growth of it. Like about 18 months ago, I outsourced it and just focused on the um, building an agency. Mm-hmm. And so from there, it hasn't grown lots, but you know, it still made me a little bit in the background from someone else managing it. But um, yeah, I mean, 100K in 10 months. From that point, I started buying and flipping accounts. So my following got reasonably large, but then mm-hmm. I sold most of all that off and just focused on the agency because that's what was paying well and that was what, um, I was enjoying most and I could work with cool clients and cool people. And, and so I went for that. Okay, absolutely. So what was your first like monetization method on the platform? I know earlier you mentioned affiliate marketing. Where was the first time that you started actually making money on Instagram? And so the first one came from a shout out. Um, someone like paid me. Can't actually, I think it was like for these Nordic it was like these Nordic um, leather like bracelet things. <laughs> it was like this cool craftsmanship and he sent me some of those and paid me some money and, and I promoted it and um, so on. And that was the first, the first thing I did from there. It was actually mostly shout outs to be honest, starting out because they were um, pretty hot, but yeah. yeah. But um, as, and cause it weren't lots of motivational accounts in, so it was, I guess more valuable, but um, mm-hmm. as my page grew and as people, as more accounts started popping up, I think it became more about affiliate marketing. Uh, and once, cause I stayed in touch with that millionaire mentor and he was showing me like these stuff about these email lists and what you can do and how powerful they are. And so then I started doing a bit more affiliate marketing with him and building up my email list as well. So I could um, have something like that cause just for building up a second platform. So also, but I still did shout outs on the side, but like, if I didn't have a slot for the day for a shout out, I just promote an offer of mine or an affiliate marketing product or something. Hmm. Interesting. So when did you stumble upon the agency model? Cause I know right now, like agency model is like super popular. Everyone's starting yeah. agency. Everyone's an agency owner talking to people at funnel hacking live. Everyone was an agency owner. Yeah. So when did you first come across the, uh, the agency business model? Um, so I think the first time, I don't know whether I'd say I stumbled across it as an agency, but would have been like start of ooh, like start of 2017, I started doing a little bit of work for clients. So um, if some clients wanted some like pictures edited for their like posts and stuff, I'd do a little bit of that, like making the quotes and stuff. Hmm. Um, and I'd sometimes post for a few clients, but that was like one or two people. I didn't really know what I was doing from a business standpoint. Like I knew Instagram, but I was sort of like not charging people very much. It was like all low ticket stuff. And so at that point I was trying to do everything. So I was trying to do affiliate marketing. I was trying to do that. I tried to jump in on e-commerce. I tried to do um, a blog. I tried literally everything. Um, Like I just had that whole shiny object 
object syndrome for about a year. But I didn't start doing it properly till December 2017. Um, So about 14, 15 months ago. Um, That's when I signed, I guess, my first client. And from there, I've been, I guess, learning, evolving since then. Um, And yeah, ups and downs. But yeah, that December 2017. Okay. What were you doing for that first client? Um, It was Instagram growth. Uh, It was just building up their profile. They had a, have a team, they have a team that posted content um, and it was all really good and they, they were a pretty well-known name. And then we just came in and did growth for them, promoting their page, getting it out to more people. Hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. So talk to us about how that agency model evolved into, into what you're doing right now. Um, so as in like how we gain like and what sort of sense and the way that we how we gain clients or yeah sure like how you gain clients and how you're able to get more experience and, and just build out the agency as a whole um so it has been up and down but the main way of gaining clients has just been through referrals so like um we do good work for someone they show us to someone else um and then you know we, we sort of go from there the um which which we've been doing all right built built it up for like eight months or so and then I made, in hindsight, potentially a good decision, potentially a not so good decision. I went to Europe for two and a half months, or two months, and then two months in two, two months in Europe, then two weeks in Bali, wow. which was an incredible experience. But um, I didn't do it the most effective way for business, and so things really did drop off there because I didn't have a solid team in place, hmm. um, and I didn't have like the systems and structures. So I was making a lot of money before that, but it was sort of just me hustling. And then so I got back like just before December last year. And so since then now I've been trying to put those systems and structures in place so that like I can take on more clients and I can take time off and it'll, and it'll keep running. So um, at the moment, that's like my focus is just trying to learn how to systemize everything so that um, it can be more of, I guess, a business and rather than just like a self-employed high paying job sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Mm. That's the truth. And I mean, that's one of the big things about the agency model. Like you can make some really good money, but yeah. if you don't have those systems in place, that's kind of running your life. And it's hard for you to, again, take time off like that mm. or really like experience a lot of things because you are held accountable to your clients, whether you're doing done for you services, whether you are like growing their pages for them. If you don't have that solid yeah. team in place, that's a lot of stuff on your shoulders all the time. Yeah, for sure. That, that's, that's definitely the truth. And for those of you that do like work self-employed, if you want to travel, the best thing to do is make sure you do it like slowly, like go somewhere for a month and like get a, get an Airbnb or find somewhere to stay. And then you can go and explore the area and then move on to the next place. I literally just hit it hard and did like, I can't, like it was like 20 cities in 60 days wow. <laughs> and went all over the show. And so it was an incredible experience. Absolutely loved it. Met so many amazing people, but like it wasn't the best for business wise. It was hard to keep everything going and keep the momentum flowing. But yeah, you live and you learn and probably gained much more insights into life and so on that I can now bring into business from doing so. So definitely not regretting it. <laughs> That's the truth. So yeah. talk to us about the role that, that mentors have had on you. Cause clearly, I mean, you're, you're still very early in the game. You're 19 years old. Yeah. Um, it sounds like millionaire millionaire mentor was, was somebody who really helped you along the way. But were there any people who you were looking up to people who are helping you along your path and, and helping you grow this agency? Um, when it comes to an agency standpoint, like, so with Millionaire Mentor, uh, he was sort of like helped me for like, I guess the first two years. Okay. 
and then we sort of went slightly different paths. So he started doing, he started just going for affiliate marketing and I guess I sort of jumped around to a few things and he was like way bigger. So he was just like yeah. absolutely crushing it. He's like four or something million. Now I'm pretty sure. Mm. But um, when it came to the agency, I don't really think I had a specific mentor. I had a few people that um, helped me and gave me advice, but I would say, yeah, there's a few, because most of my clients are entrepreneurs that have built successful companies. So often they would give me little bits of advice or, or they'd call me out if I wasn't doing something right. So if I was taking too long to reply, they would be like, yo, Josh, you need, a, you need to have better communication if you want to build an agency or mm. you need to have better this, you need, to ha- you need to do this. So that was actually really helpful. Um, I guess one of the perks of working with businesses, but specifically for an agency or so on, I haven't had a lot of mentors. I mean, I've got a few people and I've definitely got mentors in my life and so on. Like I've got a guy that gives me, I guess like an overview he he's a very very successful investor and business person outside of the online world so he gives me tips like you know an overview of like investing and basically tells me not to but um and just like a, a bunch of different things uh regarding that but specifically not not i don't really have many mentors at the moment i watch a lot of youtube learn a lot of from different people on youtube okay um yeah has has your age ever been an obstacle for you when you're trying to get clients? Do people ever like push back on the fact that you're 19 years old? Uh, this is a funny one. So in the US, no. If I hit someone up in the US, like um, some of my clients today, if I go to Funnel Hacking Live, people are like, damn, you're 19. That is awesome. Um, they look at you like you're ahead of the game. They look yep. at you like you're the people coming through. Um, and so it's almost, I think, easier to sign clients as a 19, 20, 21-year-old if you're going to these sort of events. However, in New Zealand, if I tried to pitch a local business or tried to pitch a, a slightly bigger business, um, the way that I would a US business, I'd just be like, what degree do you have? And, and so on. And that probably comes down to my ability to sell to them or to position the value, I guess. Mm-hmm. But in general, it's a much more closed off mindset, I would say. And I'm much more looking for someone who has a degree or you know, like a more of a traditional path, I guess. So I would say in New Zealand, it makes it harder, which is why I, I pretty much only work with clients in the US. But um, yeah, I would say in New Zealand, it makes it harder to get clients. In the US, it makes it probably easier. That's interesting because yeah, I mean, my experience with, with I, I was running an agency a little ways back before I went all in on the podcast, but yeah. um, it was it was not difficult at all. Like that was not an objection that people had, especially because they saw how genuine I was. They saw the results I had. And for, for me, a lot of people like think that that's going to be a huge obstacle for them. But, but for me, it just hasn't been. And like, if you have the results to back you up a lot of times, at least, I mean, my experience is us only, um, but people have not had an issue with the fact that I have been 18, yeah. 19, 20 years old. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it depends, I guess, how you hold yourself and so on. Like when I tried working with local businesses, it was like, 18 months ago, I was less confident and, and so on. But like I've, I've spoken at an event locally recently. And so like after that, I had a ton of people come up to me and they were like, they would have like, they, they were like super excited to learn from me and so on. So if they can listen to me speak or something for an hour, then they're much more inclined. But I've found that like cold, cold outreach in New Zealand is much more closed off that like mm. for being young than it is there. But I guess that comes down to me. I have to bring more value up front. I have to sharpen my skills or just focus on US clients. So, yeah. 
For sure. So talk to me about the process of like actually starting your agency and being comfortable sort of, I mean, cold outreach to people and like working with uh, higher level entrepreneurs. Like what has that process been like for you? Has it always been easy to communicate with people and to hold yourself in, in that, in that sort of like high regard where you're just like ready to work with people or, or was that kind of a struggle for you starting out? Um, I think I was reasonably confident like the whole way through from right. an agency standpoint um, just because I know my stuff, like I've, I've, I'd been doing Instagram for like two and a half years before I'd seen what, what, what comes and goes. And, and from that point, I guess I knew my skill, I guess the hardest thing was just trying to understand like the ins and outs of an agency, which to be fair, isn't super hard, but it's just something I guess you learn over time or, or with a good mentor as well. Um, just like how, how to do things like basic stuff, like basic contracts and, and um, how to go about closing a client and, and that sort of stuff there. Cause it's much different selling a $30 shout out on Instagram to a 1000, 2000, $5,000 package for an agency sort of model. <laughs> Absolutely. So talk to us now a little bit about how you were able to establish like what you're focusing on, because I'm always curious. It sounds like you're doing a lot of different things right now between your podcast, your agency, Instagram stuff. So how do you establish like where you focus on and like where your time goes? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's something I need to get a little bit better at, at the moment myself. Like I've sort of gone through phases, started off super focused on Instagram. Then I went a bit all over the show. Mm -hmm. Then last year I was like just focused on the agency and this year I'm trying to build a bit more of a team so I can do more stuff. But um, for anyone listening, if you're starting out, like literally just do one thing. So like, don't even worry about doing anything else. Like literally just do one thing. So just either just do a podcast if you want to crush a podcast mm -hmm. and put out so much content and so much stuff or just do an agency and, and do that or, or just do drop shipping or whatever it is you can do. Just do one thing. Um, but for me now, like the podcast is almost a side of the agency to a degree hmm. um, because it's a simple way for me to network and get in touch with um, people. So it's, it's a super easy, I can just message someone influential and be like, Hey, love to have you on my podcast. When are you going to be around? Um, and then I can, then I, then I can go from there and it's a great way to sort of like open the door for networking and then maybe their friend needs to grow their Instagram. Like, Oh, you know, I know this guy, Josh. Um, so the podcast is almost a side of that. My Instagrams, I've got people managing them. So I've got, at the moment, I've only really got one big Instagram page and that someone else is running that for me. Um, so at the moment, my focus would just be the agency and the podcast, which is sort of intervined. Hmm. But um, yeah, okay. I think, yeah. And, I, and I'm putting out a course soon, so I'll be working on that. But that's almost going to be, that's almost like all together. So I guess the podcast is to help get clients for the course and get mm. people to the, no, get clients for the agency and yeah. people to the course. And then the course is like a downsell from the agency and the agency is an upsell from the course sort of thing. So it's all sort of together, but that's the, that's the key, yeah. especially like if you want to build like a large business, you have to have all these arms that sort of like intertwine recently yeah. it's about five, maybe seven episodes ago. I had uh, Jeff Seconder on the show and he's somebody who, grew, oh, yeah. yeah, he grew his yeah. business from 5,000 a month to pretty much a hundred thousand dollars a month over the span of six months, just by basically doing what you're doing and having his one main focus, but then getting like all these different little like upsells, downsells, memberships and building this like beast of a business model. And, yeah. and that's, that's what I see having a lot of success out there right now. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you can sort of, if you can do that successfully, I think the hard thing that I'm sort of realizing now is like how to focus your time on keeping the agency running while trying to put out a really good course and, and yeah. learn and get all the marketing stuff together. But um, I'm learning, trying to learn how to build out a team and so on. So yeah, hopefully that goes all right. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And building out a team is so, so essential. Like yeah. the more stuff I've been able to take off my plate, the more I've been able to focus on the things that are actually giving me like an ROI and the things that are actually moving my business forward. So like finding the things and like, how do you personally find the things that you can take off of your plate and how do you establish like which things you're going to be doing and which things you want to outsource? Um, so I've sort of, I mean, I haven't built like a big team by any means sure. for anyone listening. Like I, I'm no, no means an expert on this, but I've sort of just looked at, um, the return of a task, like the ROI of a task sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then sort of decided from there, whether it's worth outsourcing and the simplicity of it. So the first thing I started outsourcing on Instagram was like the content creation. So I was like, I can sit down on a Sunday and put in six hours work and get, I don't know, maybe 60 images, which might be enough for like two weeks on Instagram because I was posting like four or five times a day. Wow. Um, I can sit down and spend six hours doing that or I could pay $60 to someone and so it's, so it's like $10 an hour. Um, and then I could make 30 or $40 an hour if I was just DMing companies trying to sell them that. So the way I saw it was I could take those six hours, go make 280 and then pay a hundred to have it like replace sort of thing. So you mm. see so running at a profit and that's sort of all that is the way I've looked at things. Mm. Um, but aside from that, I guess just like if you can outsource like a whole task or like a whole segment so like yeah. just outsourcing my whole instagram to one person um that's super easy as well because then i just don't even have to think about it i don't have to check up on it i can just let it go um that that there is also pretty pretty awesome absolutely and i really like what you said about using your podcast as sort of like a way to get people in the door for your agency because that's i mean that's kind of the exact same thing that i do and that's something that i've been integrating more but like being able to sit down with, with high level entrepreneurs for an hour and just like talk with them, basically use it as like a prospecting call in a way because you find out about their business, their struggles, what they're trying yeah. to achieve. And then you're able to, once the, once the call is over, you can potentially like tell them about what you do and then potentially land a client or just like build a relationship through that. So I think a podcast totally. is such a smart, such a smart move for really any business model, especially an agency, because again, you can just get people on your show that are like your perfect potential clients and show them yeah. exactly what you do and how you're good at it. So I think that's a huge, huge point. Oh, for sure. And even if you're not, <clears throat> even if you're not trying to, even if you're not, even if you don't sell anything to them, just opening up that relationship, which yeah. down the line could lead to so many different things. Like you never know where like your network will pop up and help you get in touch with a certain person or get to an event or be able to go and speak at something. Um, like it's just, just crazy how things pop up. That is, that's the truth. So talk to us now about your, your networking strategies because you're connected with some pretty high level people. Um, how have you been able to connect with people, whether that be through events, through DMS, like what have been the most effective strategies for you to connect with high level entrepreneurs? Um, so it's been hard to do it through events living in New Zealand. We don't really have business or, we don't, we don't really have like online marketing events as such. Like there's still like old school stuff, but 
not much. But so I've been to Funnel Hacking Lives twice in the US, um, incredible event and met very a lot of very, very high level people there. Um when it comes to networking online, my literally I've got no uh, magic ability. It's literally just consistency. So if I want to meet people, I'll just every morning I'll wake up, I'll DM 10 people hmm. and nine of them will never even see the message. But <sighs> one of them will. And if I can get one person a day sort of replying, that's doing pretty cool shit. It's like 300 and something a year. So like if you can just be consistent with it, you can just meet so many cool people and it does help that some of my accounts have got 400,000 followers and my personal is like 10,000. So still a little bit definitely helps, but um, it's the same sort of mass. So maybe if you, if you DM, if I DM a hundred people, I might get 10 responses. If someone without any followers does it, they might get four or five. But at the end of the day, if you just keep at it, um, and it does come down a little bit to how you do it. But yeah. like I, I, the way I sort of try and phrase it is, if it's from my big account from four fifty thousand followers, I'm just lazy and say like, hey, I just reply to one of these stories or say like, mm-hmm. Hey bro, what's up? Or, or something like that. But from a smaller account, my sort of thing is I'll go and leave a specific compliment. So like if, um, if someone heard someone on your podcast, for example, that they really liked deem that like you could DM the guest and be like, Hey, um, I listened to your podcast here. I thought it was really cool how you talked about this. Have an awesome day. Appreciate mm. it. Something like that, like short and specific because you need to realize that like, these people get like, if they're well-known, hundreds of DMs a day. So like you got to stand out and most of them are like, hey, can I have money? <laughs> can I have a shout out? Um, they're exactly. like a model. You look incredible. <laughs> and so if you stand something like that, then you're going to stand out and it's all about standing out really hundred percent having that specific thing that you call out or a specific reference to show that you actually like know who they are. You took two seconds to like figure out something noteworthy about them rather than just like saying, Hey, because I get so many people just send me the word, Hey, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. Like, (laughs) yeah. When you're like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really important to, to actually stand out to say something that actually means something when you're trying to reach out to somebody and build that relationship. Because if you don't, again, you're just going to get lost in all the noise. Yeah, totally agree. For sure. You got to, you got to find that, that point of point of difference. Hmm. All right, Josh, what do you think is, is, is one of the things or, or, or maybe one thing or some things that set apart people who start successful agencies and people who, who try to start an agency, but just don't have any success with it? Like, what do you see as being some of the differentiators between those who, who succeed and those who don't? Um, yeah, great question. So I think what I've noticed from myself and from other people as it comes down to like targeting a very specific niche, hmm. if you're trying to serve everyone, you'll serve no one. Yep. Um, unless you can go like really cheap, unless you're on that real cheap end, like scalable, like McDonald's, for example, they can serve everyone. But um, I think it comes down to ser- serving a specific person. So for example, for me, I work, I do like Instagram marketing, Instagram growth for entrepreneurs building their personal brand. Um, we don't work with local businesses. We don't do Facebook. We don't do YouTube. I don't do Snapchat, Twitter, whatever. I do have connections for those so I can put people in touch and, you know, get a referral. But mm-hmm. um, I just do a specific niche. And so if someone's doing Facebook ads, if they could do Facebook ads for dentists instead of just doing like, instead of going super wide or for chiropractors or lawyers or, or whatever it may be. And 
this comes with a few benefits. One, if you're doing just one niche, you get to know that niche inside out. So if you're just doing Facebook ads for local businesses, you go to pitch a dentist, you don't really know much about dentistry. You go and pitch a chiropractor, you don't know much about that. Mm -hmm. If you're just working with dentists, then you can like, you know how a dentist business operates. You would understand like the terminology, the the business model, where they're making money. Mm -hmm. I mean, they make money everywhere, the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but like you, you sort of understand that specific client really well. You get higher conversions and more results for them. And so, so it's going to work out much better. And I think that's one of the main things I've noticed is targeting like a, a very specific niche and just being the, the go-to man for that niche. That's the truth. Like you want to establish yourself as the dominant authority in a certain space. You don't, you don't want to be yeah. like the jack of all trades because then nobody's going to like refer business to you because you don't have that solid niche that you've carved out for yourself. Whereas exactly. like if you are the dentist person, then somebody's going to say like they're going to refer their dentist friends or they're going to refer like if they are a dentist themselves, like if you are known for that certain thing, it's going to be a lot easier for you to gain real momentum behind that. Totally. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to, it's going to be so much, so much easier to do so. hundred percent. Um, and also because you're going to be able to get more results because if you're just yep. focused on dentists, you can charge more. And so I think the myth, I think sometimes the reason people go like really wide with who they're targeting is because they think they need a heap of clients. Mm -hmm. But like, if you can get four clients to pay you say 1500 a month, like that's six grand. That's, that's like over, that's if you can do that in us, that's a hundred K New Zealand dollars per year. And like wow. that's, a, uh, that's a massive wage in New Zealand. Like that's a lot of money to make. So of four clients and that yeah. might only take you like one to two, that might take you 15 to 20 hours a week of work to, to service those four clients. And you can make a six figure wage here in New Zealand. Um, but yeah. So, so I think that's super important. You don't need lots of clients. You can just get really good at your specific thing. That's the truth. Josh, I've got some questions that I like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for them? Yeah, sure, man. Have them. Awesome. So the first thing that I'm curious about is what is something that you are genuinely excited about right now? This could be something in your business, in the wider realm of the world, but like what is something that genuinely has Josh Ryan excited right now? Um, like something specific? It can be anything, man. I don't know. I get excited about a lot of things. So I guess at the moment I'm excited about like um, really learning how I can build a, a, a bigger business. I mean, in the past I've, I've been like a, mostly been like a one man band, mm -hmm. but like how I can like build like a, a team of people and so on. That excites me. Um, the football is getting towards the end of the season, <laughs> not American football, you no. know, proper stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it's pretty exciting as well. And I'm always learning new things. So I've always got something new exciting me. I'm always, I'm always trying to learn something new, whether it be learning bits of a different language or learning a, a new skill, a new sport, going to the gym. Like I'm always doing something new, which excites me as well. So I guess that's some things. Who's your team? Did you say Manchester? Um, so my team has been Barcelona. So the start oh, of yeah, Bar Barcelona, like, you said. Um, so like Manchester City has always been like my English team. Mm-hmm. And then um, for those that follow the German league, I support Frankfurt. They're mm. usually not the best, but um, I went to one of their games in Germany and the most unreal atmosphere. It was wow. absolutely insane. Like, <laughs> I went to a game and, and these guys were like on their feet for like a hundred and something minutes, just going for it, like shouting. <laughs> like, uh, like I've never seen so much police around a game. It was just ridiculous. Like they, these guys were nuts, but 
incredible, <laughs> incredible atmosphere. Eh? Wow. That's wild, man. Um, so Josh, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? These could be habits in your business, habits in your lifestyle, but like, what are the things you do on a regular basis? Um, so I exercise a lot, which right. definitely helps like keep me, keep my mind pretty clear. Mm-hmm. So in the past, I did a lot of like mountain biking, road cycling competitively. Oh, really? now, um, I play football, so I do that. I commute to, cause I work out of a shared office in town. So I commute, um, I bike into work and out, which like sort of is something like 15, 20 minutes, but for headspace and so on. Yeah. Um, and I go to the gym a fair bit. So like a lot of exercise helps me just help my mind stay clear, um, which has been super important. The other thing I do is I have a wee, have a wee notebook. One of these bad boys here, Mm. literally just like a 20 cent notebook from um, a stationary place. Um, and at the start of every year, at the start of every year, I write down my goals for the year. At the start of every month, I put down, I break it down into my monthly goals. Start of every week, I put that in. And then every evening, I write out like my to-do list for the next day. And then when I wake up, I know what I have to get done for that day. And mm-hmm. so I don't have like a structured routine as such. That's something I'm actually trying to work on now. But like, I just know what I need to get done for the day. And so I just work on getting that done. And um, yeah, so that's sort of um, how I do that. Okay. Uh, Earlier in the show, you mentioned that you were uh, watching some YouTube channels right now. What kind of content are you consuming, whether that be podcasts, YouTube channels, uh, audiobooks? Um, So when it comes to podcasts, I don't listen to lots, but Tim Ferriss' podcast is by far my favorite. Mm. He's awesome. Um. When it comes to YouTube, I have a mix of, I have a mix of like some, um, some stuff is just like football stuff. So it might just be like, um, commentary stuff about like, you know, what's happening and so on, which I sort of just listen to in the background. Uh, when it comes to business stuff, uh, there's a guy, Graham Stephen, Graham oh, Stephen. He's the man. He's dude. awesome. Yeah. Really good stuff and super genuine. Like he's not holding stuff back. I feel like oh, yeah. I try to sell a course. So he's awesome. Um, he's probably the main one I listen to. So Tim Ferriss, Graham Stephen, and I listen to some stuff like, I don't know if you know the channel Bezos and stuff like that. So it's a bit more like dating slash life advice slash like almost like a men's channel where it's like Hmm. fitness, dating, um, business, like a little bit of like just sort of that sort of stuff there. So, um, some cool stuff like that. Um, we actually had him on the podcast too, which is pretty awesome. Oh, cool. But um, yeah, that sort of stuff there, I guess. When it comes to books, just I don't read a lot, but um, yeah, Tim Ferriss again. <laughs> He's the man. <laughs> I, I totally agree, man. That's actually the first podcast I ever started listening to was the Tim Ferriss show. So um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, got me into podcasting. So got to yeah. give him credit for He's that. Got, yeah, for sure. He's got so many cool guests on there. Um, yeah. Fascinating people. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Josh, I'm always curious as well what my guests do that doesn't scale. So to give you a quick example of what I'm talking about, um, every single day I'll pull out my phone and I'll shoot like five to 10 video DMs to new followers on Instagram, just being like, hey, what's up? Um, like, hey, Josh, what's up? My name's Apple. Um, thank you so much for the follow. I really appreciate it. Let me know if there's any way that I can help you out. Have a wonderful day. Just something real simple like that. Um, but I'll send that out to like five, 10 people. Um, yeah. and it's not super scalable, but um, it has a really big impact on people. And I usually get a pretty positive response from the people that I send it to. So is there anything that comes to mind for you in your business that you do that isn't super scalable that has that Josh Ryan touch to it? Um, I don't think I, I there's nothing where really, I guess it springs to mind on the spot. 
I do like reply like every DM and so on. Like I try and get back to everyone there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you'd say messaging like 10 random people a day would yeah. be considered as that. That's probably what I do. Um, and generally it's like some sort of successful people. They're not necessarily famous, but mm-hmm. I just try and message five to 10 fascinating people a day, whether they're an athlete or whether they put out an interesting book that I saw. They might be a journalist that wrote for a specific article. Like just, DMing just different people like that that just fascinate me, I guess. Interesting. I dig it. Yeah. That's a cool way to get in touch with new people. Um, because network because yeah, I gotta build my network online because there's not lots of like minded people around um in smaller towns because I'm still not in a big big city. So yeah, mm. online networking is the main way of getting in touch with people for me. Absolutely. So Josh, you've been dropping a bunch of value on our listeners today and I really appreciate it. Uh, let our listeners know where they should go if they want to follow up with you, find out more about what you're up to and I uh, just follow up with you in general. Yeah. So um, the main place that I'm active for a social media standpoint is Instagram. So that's at the Josh Ryan. Um, and I guess content wise, the main place I'm putting out content would be my podcast, which is the Cleverpreneur podcast pretty similar to yours except on a much less successful scale at the moment <laughs> um so i mean we also interview um pretty fascinating like-minded people mm-hmm. and yeah so that's probably the best place you can find me i do put out some stuff on facebook but really instagram and podcast is like the way forward for me i don't really like facebook <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i'll be sure to link up all of those in the show notes below josh do you have any last parting thoughts or anything you want to close out the show with today um, just do more of what you love, really. Just find something you enjoy doing and um, go for it. Stop trying to impress people you don't like and just do what you want to do. There we go. There we go. Make it happen. Follow <laughs> your passion. Josh, I really yeah. appreciate you. I appreciate your time, man. Um, and I appreciate you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. No worries, man. Cheers for having me. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.